What's going on, guys? This is the Knowles and Dogs podcast, as we are back for episode, I believe, nine. Um, I'm Hunter. I'm Dylan. And uh, we have a pretty good show for you guys tonight. Um, but, like we say before, uh, please like and subscribe to the video. Yes. Um, doesn't take much. It's just a little click. And that's it. That's all we have to do. Five seconds. No, it five doesn't seconds. take a whole lot. So, it takes, yeah, maybe five seconds. One second. Uh, Dylan, do you want to talk about what the headlines are tonight? Yeah, so I think we're going to start off pretty simple. We're going to, guys, we're going to talk a little bit about how we feel about the Heisman Trophy that was just announced okay. the other day. So, just a couple extra things we're going to go into. We're going to go into some of the opt-outs for some of the bowl games, specifically the Peach Bowl opt-outs that we've seen so far. A little bit in the transfer portal, and then we're going to go straight into a couple of the bowl games this weekend. Yes. Um, yeah, so decent show tonight. We're going to talk about yeah the bowl games from Friday and Saturday, December 16th to the 17th. And, um, yeah, but we will start. By uh, unfortunate and some unfortunate news today, the college football world, uh, Mike Leach, Mississippi State head coach, passed away at the age of 61. Um, an unfortunate event, as he was, him and his team were getting ready to play in the Reliquest Bowl, I think is what it's called. It used to be the Outback Bowl against Illinois, but um, he unfortunately died from due of a, a heart condition that... It was it was a heart attack and he just kind of had some setbacks from it apparently, um, but don't quote me. There's stories out there with more details about it, but unfortunate because he was he wasn't. You're not gonna his type of coaching wasn't gonna be the one where he wasn't gonna be known for winning like national championships. I think it was more of a he was such a culture builder and the coaches that came that were like kind of sprouted from his tree i think is what his biggest impact was yeah uh, i mean i you can give i'm gonna pull up a couple of his names if you want to talk about him so i just want to say a couple things about coach leach coach the easiest way to describe how what his impact is on football is his offensive philosophy changed the way we play football before Mike Leach, there is no air raid offense. There is no passing the ball 40 times a game. There is no putting the quarterback at the highest uh, level of giving you know giving your quarterback four reads, trying to get the ball out of his hand as quick as possible. But trying, you know, he changed the way we look at offenses. And some of the guys who have come out of his offenses, you know, Gardner Minshew is in the NFL. Michael Crabtree, Wes Welker. Those are just a couple of the guys who have come out of his Texas Tech, his Washington State, his, you know, his Mississippi State teams have a couple guys in the league now. But mm-hmm. his right. impact on football is massive. Yeah. So I found so his like the coaching tree. Um, some just some notable names: Lincoln Riley, Dave Aranda, Dana Holgerson, Seth Literal, Art Bryles. Uh, Neil Brown, Josh Heupel, uh, Sonny Dykes, Cliff Kingsbury, some assistants, Wes Wilker, 
Robert Anay, Alex Gridge, Brandon Jones. Um, I mean, as you can see, these are some uh, well-equipped. Some of these guys are some very established coaches who kind of brought what his philosophy was to their own programs and have just blossomed from it. But it all kind of, like you said, roots back to his original kind of like idea of spread me out. Yeah. We're going to spread you out and aerate it downfield. Um, horrible, horrible news, um, especially right after it was a bowl game, right after you just beat Ole Miss. Um, I know that really doesn't mean anything now, really in the grand scheme of things, but like, I mean, it's, it sucks. Um, I was <sighs> shocked. I was kind of, I was, you ever, you know, you see these stories with like people like this that like they go to, they get admitted to the hospital for something like that but you know you're like oh they'll, they'll be all right but it was like they just you kept seeing some news like some stuff and it was just like this doesn't sound as good as it should be and then unfortunately i this morning it was announced so um yeah t's and p's to the pirate but um i guess i mean i don't know how mississippi state's gonna respond i i know the bowl game's still on um, how into it they are. They might be super motivated now. You know, I it's going to be now a very emotional game. Yeah. Where there's going to be a lot of just, yeah, just a lot of overall emotions in that game. And um, I, I would not be surprised now. Maybe a Mississippi State just comes out and destroys them if they, yeah. if, if they're driven, look for a dominant win. You think Will Rogers is going to finish his final game like that? Yeah. I think Will Rogers it it's, it's going to be a tough one because there's going to be a lot of emotion just yeah. in the because there'll, there'll be players crying on the field before the game and stuff because they'll probably do a little uh, tribute to him mm-hmm. but um, I think we'll probably see the best Mississippi State team we've seen all year probably in this bowl game just because I don't think there's a single way to motivate a team more. Yeah. Then I will say now, if you so now, unfortunately, because obviously life goes on. Mm-hmm. That job, though, I don't know who they're going to give it to. Because now all of a sudden it's a, a there's an opening. Mm-hmm. I I hate to say it like that, but like there's a job opening down in Starkville, and so who's going to yeah. take it? I don't know. Well, see, that's a that's an SEC West program. You know what I mean? That's an like, SEC. that's an SEC West job is open. Yes, like that's just not any walk in the park. Like this is a prime time school that they might just promote somebody from within, maybe temporarily, and then that's maybe this year, and then go maybe go into next year. Um, but I don't know. But we're gonna see. And like I said, thoughts and prayers are to Leach and to his family. Um, you know, hate to see something like that ever happen to anybody, let alone somebody with that biggest, uh, kind of like his reputation and his overall just his stature in this game. Now I will say, so he needs, probably should be in the hall of fame. And you saw this. Mm. So to get in, you have to have a 60% winnings percentage. He's at 59.6. He'll get in. 
So unless they change the rules, they might. They should, obviously. But... Well, I don't think they'll change the rules. I think they'll just grant they'll just... him. Yeah. Because it'll they be should. a... It'll be like... Yeah. Um, but yeah. So well, we're going to move on. But uh, like we said, thoughts and prayers to, to all of Mike Leach, his family, and uh, any all of his loved ones out there into the Mississippi State program. Yeah, to everybody in the Mississippi State community. Mm -hmm. Thoughts and prayers are with you right now. Yes. All right, so we'll move on. And I know this is a podcast coming out a little later than we wanted it to, but we'll briefly touch on it. Caleb Williams won the Heisman Trophy this past Saturday. Um, We kind of all expected it Mm -hmm. that it would be. Um, We I uh, saved the the overall like the final rankings, like the top ten. Yeah. He, I mean. Blew everybody out of the water. Yeah. So, um, I I had a feeling like I told you I thought it would I thought he would win by more than you thought you thought you thought it'd be a little bit closer between him and Duggan. I I, I just had a feeling that when it comes down to the end, like you know, because they vote who the top four are, right? Who's going there? And then they sit down and they actually look at it. I was I had a feeling they would look at the numbers and everything. They would go, Caleb Williams just looked just had a better year than everybody else numbers wise. And I think that would put him over the top, but I don't think they really, I think they got it right this year. I think they really got it right this year. I think they did. Um, I thought if Duggan would have won the, his title, the conference title game, mm-hmm. I think that would have been probably a little closer, but the fact that he wasn't able to kind of evened out yeah, a little bit, helped kind of separate, I think Caleb Williams a little bit more. Because Duggan really didn't have that dominant performance that probably he needed anyway. I mean, he had – I have the votes up. with He had 188 first-place votes. Mm-hmm. Um, he had 1,420 points in total. But Caleb Williams had 544 first-place votes, yeah. 168 second, 63 third. He had 2,031 points. Um, yeah, he kind of just blew everyone out. And then there was C.J. Stroud and Stetson Bennett rounded out the top four. Uh, I think we both thought that Bennett would be ahead of Stroud, but it was yeah, we like did. A, it was kind of like they were just kind of there to be there. Yeah, I mean, and that's the, I mean, Hendon Hooker was five, Bryce Young six, Quorum seven, Michael Penix at eight. I thought he should have been a little higher. Um, higher than Bryce Young, personally. Be, well, actually, but it's fine. So, but Bryce Young did have better stats this year than um, this year than he did last year. Um, yeah. Bijan Robinson. Was nine and then Drake made ten. Personally, I would have moved Penix up to probably around at least seven. I would he's better than Blake Corum. Yeah. Um, I mean, I would have been content with him at seven. Um, that works. Yeah, I would put it probably. I'd probably put Blake Corum at ten, just because. I I mean the Heisman he had a good season, but at the end of the day, Michigan showed us like two week two three weeks in a row they did not really need him. To be successful, you know what I mean. Like the team was not built around Blake Corum. That was not, you know yeah. what I mean. It was kind of hey, a mix. It was a mix around system. Just a quick. Are can you see me? Yes. Yes, I can. Okay, because I just can't see you on my end. My internet's been a little shaky, but it, but it just has a big. Uh, it just says your name on here, so. Okay. I just moved to full screen, so but I can see if if it once it, internet gets a little smoother here. The internet here stinks, but. I say I got good okay. internet today. I'm at my mom's house. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, alright, so in the meantime, um, but yeah, so, um, like I said, I mean, you could have had Hooker. Setson Bennett had 36 um, first place votes. That was uh, more than Hendon Hooker and Bryce Young combined. Mm -hmm. um, so, I mean, people are all mad that Setson Bennett was there. He beat Hendon Hooker fair and square. So, I, you know. Yeah. I mean, it is what it is. The Heisman's not really anything meaningful anymore, in my opinion. It's just a quarterback award. So, I mean, it is what it is. Uh, I thought it was kind of cool when um, Caleb Williams said, like, you know, I won this, but all you guys are playing in the playoff. Yeah. Which leads <laughs> me to say, is Lincoln, would you rather go play for Lincoln Riley? If you're a quarterback, would you rather go play for Lincoln Riley and have a shot to win the Heisman? Or go somewhere else and have a better shot to make the playoff. I would still go to Lincoln Riley for one reason, one reason only. Uh, oh, there you go. He has he's coached four different quarterbacks, if I'm correct, right? He's won three of the last six. I've yeah, but two of those guys went number one in the NFL draft. Yeah, and if you give me a chance to make, yeah. But if you give me a chance to make that much money, I mean, I can't, I can't take that up, take that, you know what I mean? I have to take that right there. But, I mean, I, I mean, I guess it just depends on how like loyal you are to your school. Yeah. But I mean, it kind of is what it is. Like I said, I really think it's just a quarterback award now. It's kind of funny. So Max Duggan won the Davy O'Brien, which is the best quarterback in America. But and Caleb Williams won like the AP overall best player in the. And the Maxwell. Yeah. And the Maxwell. So, like, does it really matter? So, I remember I had a conversation with somebody about this also, is that pretty much (laughs) if you notice a lot of the years, unless a quarterback has a crazy year above everybody else, they choose to give the O'Brien to somebody else knowing a quarterback won the Maxwell because they're like, well, we don't want you to go home with everything, so we're going to (laughs) spread the words out a little bit. Because realistically, (sighs) Caleb Williams could have had, like, a clean sweep with just about anything. Exactly, yeah. So, but um, I mean, yeah, yeah. So it is what it is. Uh, congrats to Caleb Williams. He had a heck of a year. At the, if you're a box score watcher, he was one to remember. That's we'll see him next year. We'll see him next year. He'll probably be a contender again next year. Yeah, he probably will be. I wouldn't be. I don't think he'll win again next year because it's almost impossible to win two years in a row, even when you have better stats than the year before. But like, I think it's. It's harder because they're gonna, they're not gonna Ex- give you like benefits of the doubt. Mm-hmm. They're gonna expect twice as much from you. Yeah. And he, yeah. Yeah. He will need to have USC undefeated and putting up the same numbers, and hoping nobody else has around that same tally for him to be have a shot. I think those first two are possible, but I don't think he'll have the best numbers in college football again. I just I, I don't think it's possible. Even if, even if he does have top numbers, I think he can even get it invited to New York, but I just don't think he gets I don't think he wins two years in a row. Yeah. Alright, well we'll move on now. Yeah. That is, that's in the past and we're in the future. <laughs> Alright, so we'll move now to um, do you want to do some playoff news or uh, transfer portal? Uh, let's start with the uh, playoff news. Alright, so we'll move on to the playoff news. So just some playoff news that surface tonight 
as of Thursday, or what do we have? What's today? Tuesday, uh, Tuesday. Tuesday, December 13th. Um, Travion Henderson, Ohio State running back, um, who we've been dealing with a, I believe, what was, what was he dealing with all year? He had, um, hold up. Uh, you, he's been you, dealing with a lower body injury all year. Dylan's going to find out the exact. Parent injury. Um, he's been dealing with a lower body injury all year, and so he finally came out. He announced on Twitter that he will uh, be opting out of the playoff game and getting season-ending surgery. Um, it's a tough blow for Ohio State team that was expecting with this long break yeah. to be getting healthy. They've already lost J J Jackson, Jackson Smith and Njigba for the rest of the year because he's opted out. And now you have Trevion Henderson knocking or getting uh, pretty much – we'll just eliminate him from the yeah. lineup sheet. Um, it's a foot injury, by the way. Yeah. All right, so it's a foot. So it's a big blow. I mean, although I will say he didn't really play a whole lot all year, really. It was mostly Mayan Williams that really was the lead back. Because with Henderson being out, so, so in and out of the lineup, I mean, you could say Mayan Williams is really the number one. Um, mm -hmm. Stats will show you it too, um, but it's it is a kind of it is a big blow because you know Ohio State. As a, if you're Ohio State, you're like, okay, I know we just had a rough game against Michigan, but listen, we're going to be getting our guys healthy. We're going to have a couple weeks off. Everybody's going to be ready to go, and now you lost two of your two of your top guys and we're still two weeks out from the game yeah so it's like is who what, i mean is there another guy gonna go down here in this domino effect i know they still have now they still have williams they have i forget the last the uh, other guy he's a freshman running back he's decent and i mean they're receiving court they still got marvin harrison you they still know got I mean? harrison it's... they still got a buka they, they they have talent. It's not that they don't have talent. It's that now you're wondering, okay, do they have veteran leadership in the locker room now that two of the guys who were your returning guys who were your big names coming in are both not playing. The only two guys who have postseason experience yeah. on I that mean, roster. This is, is going to put um, – this is going to put some pressure, I think, more on C.J. Stroud. Mm -hmm. As well as possibly more Mayan Williams because, I mean, you're going up to the defensive line that doesn't let you run the ball. Yeah. So, is this? I mean, are they? They're another injury or an opt out away from being one dimensional. I mean, so you think about it. So they've lost their top receiver pretty much. He's they they've lost. They had their top receiver out the entire year coming yeah. into the season. Their top running back who returned is now out for the year. They just lost their quarterback coach to a job. They lost another assistant to a job. Yep. I mean, uh, this is again. This is we're still two, like two and a half weeks out from the game. I mean, what's going on with this? I know Georgia just lost their quarterback coach, which is a big kind of hit. Mm -hmm. He went and uh, took the offensive coordinator job, I believe, at Georgia Tech. So traitor, just kidding. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, what is? I don't know. I mean, I'm going to look up because Georgia's also been dealing with a little injury. Lad McConkey and Warren McClendon, two of our starters on offense. I'm going to look it up now and see what their status is, if there's anything. But that, I mean, they're going to get out physically manned. 
And if they get one, if you, if Georgia is able to just make them one-dimensional, like they do with a lot of their opponents, they're, Ohio State's in for a long night. I don't know, you have anything else to say, or are you looking up something? No, I was just looking at the Georgia Tech uh, offensive coordinator you were talking about, just... I forget his name. Uh, I was just looking at it, it's, um... Brent Key. Yeah. No, yeah. no, that's it. No, that's like Buster Faulkner. Buster Faulkner. Mm, okay. He's gonna be. He's also gonna be the play caller for the Yellow Jackets next year. Yes. So, uh, so there's no updates right now on. I'm not surprised um, either, to be honest on with you. Georgia's, the two of their top guys, McConkie and McClendon. Uh, all I know is Warren McClendon suffered a uh, MCL. Uh, he suffered an MCL injury on his knee. And then McConkey re-aggravated a knee a knee injury that's been nagging him all year. Um, so hopefully they still have a little time. I know closer to the game we'll start getting a better idea, but um, yeah, we'll see. Mm-hmm. But um, we'll do we're doing we'll be doing a bowl preview or a pre- playoff preview anyway with this games. But I mean it's ooh, I did see uh, was it Ohio State's. Students section or just Ohio State fans in general, like sold out already. Like tickets for Ohio State fans or something sold out, like within like like a record time or something. Yeah, I, I told you their fans will travel well. It's just a shame that they're gonna travel and possibly they're gonna lose. But <laughs> I, I mean, I hate to say it right, like you know, straight up. But I think they're gonna, I think they're gonna lose pretty badly. Yeah. If you had, I think we talked about this already. I mean, if you had to pick, you you were gonna you were leaning the Michigan TCU is the the blowout game, right? Yeah. You know that line dropped, by the way. It dropped again. It dropped from nine and a half to seven and a half. Okay, that's yeah. So. I'm, I'm I telling just, you, that game's gonna be close. I'm telling I, you. I don't know. I just I have a feeling Michigan just I don't know the way that Michigan team feels. It just feels like they're gonna they're gonna just kill TCU for some reason. That's just how I feel. I, I don't know. I just feel like there's a chance Ohio State's offense can just barely hold on to with Georgia. Like, just mm-hmm. with some, like, fluke plays, some great catches by Marvin Harrison, some just, like, you know, throwing, throwing, the, throwing the everything they have against Georgia. At the, you know what I mean? I could they, see it a possibility when going into half, it might be like a... I don't know. We don't like that. We usually hit a field goal or two in the first half. I, I could see yeah. it being like a twenty to twenty to like maybe ten game going mm-hmm. into half. Like we're up, and then I think just we just have an explosion or something. Like because what we usually love to do is just run the ball down your throat. Physically, we do what Michigan did to you, and yeah. we don't we we burn five six minutes off the clock. And again, as long as we don't fumble the football, we'll be all right. That's the only thing that worried me. Like when we had that opening fumble against Tennessee, it was like you can't be doing that against these offenses mm-hmm. that will just scorch you. Yeah. So, but luckily we didn't do that. So, but again, we'll move on because um, we'll talk about that game and all that fun stuff later on at a closer date towards the game. We still got about two and a half weeks out. So we'll move on now to the transfer portal. Some more news. Um, Dylan, you want to take that away? Oh yeah, I'm gonna start with my favorite news I've gotten in a while. So Florida State. 
lands the number four overall uh, trans, uh, transfer portal recruit, Jaheim Bell. He's a tight end out of South Carolina. I say tight end very uh, liberally because he kind of was used all over the field on their offense. He had around 700 yards uh, all-purpose for them this year. He just – he really didn't get a great – in a South Carolina offense that's kind of for the most part of the year wasn't very good. He put up pretty good numbers. And he played running back too. A couple yeah, times. that's what I was going to say. Is like they used him everywhere. They used him at tight end. They used him at running back. He lined up at receiver a couple times too. But um, he's a offensive weapon in the right hands. And I think with Florida State bringing back Jordan Travis, um, it's uh, we're bringing back um, – I don't even know who's leaving actually because pretty much everybody's coming back. Robert Scott's coming back. Is Johnny Wilson's coming back? Uh, yeah, Johnny Wilson's coming back. Micah Pittman's coming back. Um, I don't know who's leaving. I think yeah, that, our tight end is leaving, but oh, well, that's why you got to bring exactly. You got Jaheim Bell to replace him, and then they got they're finally after all these years they're getting Destin Hill, who <laughs> uh, committed to us back in two thousand uh, committed to us February two thousand twenty one as a senior in high school, and is finally enrolling to play football. Nice. Spring 2023, we're getting Destin Hill. It's like the craziest I, thing I've ever heard. I could see a situation where they use Bell almost like we do Brock Bowers, where mm -hmm. you just kind of move him all over the field. Kind of yeah. like what you in South Carolina, but I think in a better way. Like you're gonna, You can use him in jet sweeps, line him up in the backfield. Like You can get creative with him. Yeah. And now you got him. You got Johnny Wilson. I mean, like this is a tandem that is looking sharp. And Travis is coming back. I mean, I think Florida State. I don't know what the odds are, but look, I would not be surprised if they are up there contending for the ACC. I was gonna say. I think as of right now, we are the second in the betting favorites for the ACC. But because the ACC is getting rid of divisions for this coming season. I think we'll probably we'll, we'll probably either way end up playing if we have a great season we'll end up Pick playing Clemson. yeah we'll play Clemson in the ACC championship which is like unless Clubnik stinks next year for some reason I, I, maybe could I have mean, a new younger I was say DJ looked great DJ looked great his first year his yeah in, a couple times <laughs> and then he was giving the keys they gave him the keys and he was like oh no I'm not a I driver I'm pretty sure DJ got so traumatized after the Georgia game when he got sacked seven times. That he just never recovered. Yeah, he was just a ghost him. for the rest of his life. He broke him. He saw yeah. Jordan Davis in his nightmares for the rest of his life, and we actually sold him, Trayvon Walker, N'Kobe Dean, Jalen <laughs> Carter, no, uh, Devontae Wyatt. I mean, God, what a defense that was. Man, that was last year, too. I mean, folks, that's what you're looking for right there. I mean, that's the national title we're looking for. Florida uh, State might get there. You know, I think, I think next year's team – as a shot, I, I don't. I don't know if they have a shot. I think they have a shot at the playoff. I don't know if national championship is really. Only reason I say shot at the playoff is because they're going to have a relatively not crazy schedule. With well, the ACC I, sucks anyway, so you know. Well, yeah, you know, well, should be they, they they start off the season against LSU in Orlando. Oh, you have home field this time. Exactly, and then like you know what I mean. Florida State's very lucky in the fact that. Every single Although, year, we have a that, guaranteed out-of-conference SEC team we get to play. I wouldn't be shocked if that becomes a shootout. 
I mean, just and this is probably virus because of Garrett from what Newsheimer did. Yeah, and, and I apologize because I botched that right there. But what he did against us, I mean, who knows what he does against? Yeah, yeah. no, yeah. Uh, Anthony obviously. Richardson was slinging the old pig, pig skin around. Well, until he wasn't. Until <laughs> he wasn't. Until well, he wasn't. Yeah, because <laughs> like, we let's throw the ball. ball. Let's throw the ball. ball extremely well. Let, it will make so much sense if I start the half throwing the ball nine straight times. Twelve, because actually. That, Twelve straight times. Excuse me. I was trying to help out AR there. Yeah. You know, I I can't I can't give you can't give AR too much credit. He right. actually had twelve straight incompletions. Yeah, you know, sorry. I mean, come on, Billy. Can't be four, doing uh, three straight, three and outs. I mean, right. Nice. All right, so we'll move on. Big pickup for FSU. Uh, mm-hmm. I'll take the next one. Devin O'Leary, uh, NC State, former NC State QB, is one of the hottest names right now on the ballot. Him and Graham Mertz, we'll talk about it in a second. Yeah. Uh, Devin O'Leary getting looked at. I believe it's Notre Dame, South Carolina, Auburn, Kentucky, I think is another one that is like the four right now that are competing mm-hmm. for uh, Leary. I mean, if I was him... Wait, is Spencer Rattler leaving? No. But why is South Carolina a spot then? I don't know. There was some rumor that he might be uh, declaring, but no, declaring. declaring. Yeah, but I haven't really heard anything since that started out as a rumor. So he I don't. He would think be so. retarded if he wanted to declare this year. Just saying. It was just yeah. They reached. It says Gamecocks reached out to NC transfer. There yeah, has been right. no news that he's actually gonna. No, go. he'll. I would. I would suspect he would probably lean. I would say. If I was in Notre Dame, there. Notre Dame. I think Notre Dame's the best spot possibly because you still have a shot to play against all your ACC foes. Mm-hmm. And if, since you're Notre Dame, you have that name or name recognition. So if you have a good enough year, you're already like one step ahead of everybody else. But, yeah, I think he – and I guess, I mean, we just might as well lead into it. Like, Graham Birds, who's the Wisconsin quarterback, I I don't know what to think of him because he had the one breakout game his freshman year. I just haven't seen anything from him since. It's, it's a so, 50-50 thing. It's exactly. So, like, it's so inconsistent with him. Like, are you going to get, like, a big game out of him or are you just going to get a dud? So I don't know. I yeah. know Wisconsin. I know it was a lot of possibly just the play calling, like the scheme, maybe just the environment. Like I don't know, but maybe I forget. I can look to see. I know he was visiting Florida. Mm-hmm. I would say Florida or Kentucky is right now where his best opportunities are. Yeah, if he wants, because Florida's wide open for business. We don't even need to talk about them. I would say Florida doesn't have a quarterback at the moment. I mean, that's the no. easiest way to describe it. Well, Kentucky have, doesn't either, really. No, but I mean, Kentucky has the, – the difference between Florida and Kentucky is that at least Kentucky has guys. Like, yeah. you know, they have recruits who are at least there, right? Florida has nobody right now. You know what I mean? Their starter's gone. Their backup's gone. Their third stringer's gone. Their fourth stringer is a backup who couldn't even make, like, the third like the third scout team at Ohio State. Like, you know what I mean? They they're out on quarterbacks. They're really yeah. hoping. You ask our fans, they just believe that this five-star um, – It's going to drop recruit, from the sky. Yeah, this five-star recruit is going to be right the next Tebow. No, um, I do think – yeah, I think Florida is the best option, and I think he might be leaning it only because I say this because he was – he he went on a visit to Kentucky, 
Mm-hmm. And, like, people were saying, like, it went really well and, like, all is good. And then all of a sudden he's, or, like, not even, like, a week later, like, just a couple days later, he was already over at Florida doing all that shebang. So, like, yeah. um, I think Florida would be his best option. I know, and they still have a bunch of weapons. I know some of them are coming back. I don't know who. I didn't really. I haven't done the in depth. I know. I don't know the situation with Shorter and Henderson and Pearsall, but like, I mean, you still have Montreal's Johnson. I know Trevor Etienne's probably going to still be there. He's a freshman, yeah. Yeah, so like they have peace. They have some guys. Like it's just inconsistency across the board. It's that what's going to kill that team. But I think that could possibly help him. I think Florida is the best option for him. I think Florida is the best option for him too. I the thing is with him, you're taking a massive risk if you're Florida too, though. I mean, but hell, they just you don't really have an option. I mean, they just survived Anthony Richardson. I mean, I don't really know where else they had. Listen, they've gone through Anthony Richardson and Emory Jones. I don't think, I don't think he can go any worse than that. They had Felipe Franks too. I mean, Felipe Franks. It was Jeff Driscoll. I mean, way before that. I mean. Who's before Felipe? Uh, first name came to mind was Will Greer, but Will Greer got suspended. Haha, <laughs> West Virginia legend Will Greer. Yeah. Will Greer. Will, Will Greer got suspended for PEDs, yeah. No, he got suspended like a pre-workout or something like that. No, it was PEDs. PEDs, but it was, he bought it at like a GNC, was, yeah. though. Yeah, he did. <laughs> Will Greer. Will <laughs> Greer. Oh, yeah, West Virginia funny. legend. That's classic, classic. Anyway, so yeah, I think Mertz is top-notch right there. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, I'm going to run – I got to step off real quick. Oh, you're Talk good. Talk about our next guy and anybody else. I will be like 30 seconds. Yeah, you're good. So, yeah, then next up on the ballot, we're going to give a little uh, intro on to Gr- uh, Grayson McCall, the Coastal Carolina QB. He has been there for, I believe, three seasons now. He's been there more or less since they came up to the FBS level. Solid quarterback. Solid, solid quarterback. He plays very well. I mean, you have to take take into account he does play at possibly the lowest division of FBS ball at the Sun Belt level. However, you have to see that he's balled out. He's seriously balled out. He's made Coastal Carolina a name in football. And if we're sitting here right now, I do think the number one landing spot's probably going to be Liberty. Because I would see him following his head coach to Liberty right now. Obviously, we don't really know until we get more information. I haven't heard too much on that, other than it looks Liberty, it sounds Liberty, it feels Liberty. I think he eventually, he'll probably end up transferring to Liberty. Uh, Here's Hunter and what he thinks. But right now, I, I think Grayson McCall is probably going to follow his head coach to Liberty. It's yeah. just what if it was. It's what it feels like right this second. I haven't really heard too, too many other schools really like honing in on him or, or recruiting him too much. I've just heard visiting Auburn soon. That was two hours. Okay. Ago. Yeah. No, that so makes sense. Auburn, that, that makes sense. I mean, Auburn needs a quarterback. I mean, I don't think Robbie Ashford's anything special. Which McCall has been like in at Coastal Carolina for like six years now. It's that's what I was, that's what I was just saying is that. You have to respect the fact that he's more or less been there since they came up to the FBS level. So he, and he, he's a huge reason as to why they're relevant in college football. Yeah, so, I mean, he's going to Auburn. 
I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. It's Auburn or Liberty, right? I mean, possibly. It's, Whichever uh, one decides to hand Liberty's out a bigger bag. Liberty's in the A-Sun or... No, they're not in the A-Sun. They're in the Sun Belt, aren't they? Yep. They're, you know, it's funny, though, because they're... I think they're baseball teams in the A-Sun. Which makes sense, but because I, I mean, I remember so, seeing, you know, you know, Florida is in the American for women's lacrosse. And I don't care. <laughs> but, you know, you know what's funny about that? Because somebody posted that the American Conference came out with like for television guiding what their logos are supposed to look like in their colors. Oh, so like, there's there's like a picture out there of like the American Athletic Conference in UF like blue and orange. Yeah, it's like um, it's like what the you know what I mean. Um, I think, uh, trying to think, I mean, cause Hugh Freeze, I mean, I think so they've played against each other when they were at Carolina Coastal and Liberty. So I would be surprised, I mean, if Auburn's the top spot. So we'll see. Um, I don't know. Anybody else we need to talk? Nobody else? No, no, nobody, no big names. There's been any news about anything. Um, I know for... From a Georgia standpoint, Rara Thomas. Again, mm-hmm. if I botched the name, I apologize. Uh, it was a Mississippi State wide receiver uh, who dropped through transfer, entered the portal. He was at visiting Georgia this weekend, this past weekend. So that would be a huge pickup because he was a big time receiver there. So, yeah. I said, we'll see. Only other I, name out of Florida State that was big was um, Sam McCall. Uh, he was a I, it was a five-four-star cornerback who committed to us in his last class and entered the transfer portal. But if you've been following Florida State, you know he was going to enter the transfer portal after like week three. But yeah, it's not real news. But yeah, um, yeah, but a lot of this stuff smoke and not like you said, it's just a lot of smoke. Like you're not, it's nothing, nothing serious crazy. really. No, um. But, all right, so we'll move on to our final segment tonight. Yep. Which is going to be Pick'em, presented by Knowles and Dogs Podcast. So Let's go. Oh, just just a quick reminder again, hit that subscribe button. We got up. Please. Our last video, we're up. we got up to, like, three more subscribers. we got to get more than that, guys. Come on. We can do this. We try to get to, like, I don't know. We, let's try to get. What do we have right now? We're at 26. Let's get to 30 by the end of the week. Yes. Let's get to 30. That's the goal. 30, 30 by the end of the week. By Sunday. Let's get to Sunday. Yeah. We can get to 30. We could do it. We could do it. Yes. We need 30 subscribers. Let's try to get to 50 maybe by the end of the year. That's a solid, that's a solid goal right there. I think that's possible. I think we could really do that. But we get need the word you guys out. to get the word out. Hit that subscribe button. Find us on Spotify too. Yeah. Get it. We're up on Spotify. We're on Amazon Music. Hit those follow buttons. Follow us on the road uh-huh. if you guys are ready. I got I got um, a friend. He's in Japan right now. I'm hoping he's spreading us out over there. You know, give, oh give us across yes. continents. Yes, worldwide. Come yeah. On. We know, we want to spread that college football love. That's what everybody. I'm saying. Give that so, Knowles and Dogs podcast all over the world. Takes half a second. Just hit that subscribe <laughs> button. That's yes, all sir. it takes. So, all right. We will move on to pick them. So we're just going to, instead of doing like a giant bowl preview, we're just going to go like day by day. Yeah. 
and every episode or so we'll just pick the games that are coming up. So today we're doing uh, Friday and Saturday's games because bowl games mm-hmm. start right up. All right, so I'll I'll ream them off. I'll name the spread, and I'll ask you who you think's gonna win. Yeah. Miami, Ohio, UAB in the hometown lenders Bahamas Bowl. It's on Friday the sixteenth mm-hmm. at eleven thirty a.m. on ESPN. UAB currently an eleven point favorite. Dylan, who do you have? <laughs> I was leaning UAB from the beginning. Okay. You uh, think they'll cover? Yeah, I think they'll cover. Okay. I, I right, haven't yeah, heard so anything gonna... good out of Miami, Ohio this year. I don't know about you. No, I don't follow teams. I know I know they I know one team has McBride on it and he's the best yeah. running back in the country, so that's all I needed to hear. Yep. Um Yeah, so Alright, yeah, so we'll do it like a pick 'em. Pick the team and if you think they'll cover. Okay. Or if you think one team's gonna cover as an dog, but the other team wins, let's talk about that too. Yeah. Alright, yeah, so we're both on UAB. Alright. We should do here, hold on. Do a bowl mania. Keep track of this. Yeah, I'm gonna write this down. And one second. Actually, I have a notebook here. One second, guys. Oh, while we're talking about while we're doing this, um, you guys want to hit us up on social media too. Find us on YouTube, obviously, Knowles and Dogs Podcast. Hit that subscribe button. Right. Yes, or on Instagram, you can find me at Hunter DeLauder, at Hunter DeLauder. Um, you can find me Dylan at, uh, at Dylan Tackman. Yes, on Snapchat. Uh, no, we won't do Snapchat. But yeah, no, Twitter. That. Yeah, that's. <laughs> Private information, buddy. <laughs> Twitter, although on Twitter you can find me at Hundred Lauder. We I do I do a lot of I tried my best to get the Knowles podcast out or Knowles Dogs podcast out. And really, I see you see a lot of Georgia, Florida State stuff, or just college football stuff in general. I like, um, but my name it's under Delauder Hunter, but you, the uh, profile pic is our cover. Yeah, so it's gonna look like that. Uh, hit that up. That's my dog Max. We're big Georgia Bulldog fan. Dope, he's, dope. From, he's he's from Baton Rouge, or so. But he's a dog. So, all right. So I'm going to write down bowl pickle. Yep. And we're just going to go down the list. Just one through. I think there's forty something games. I don't know. Could be wrong. All right. So Dylan and Hunter. All right. So my. Uh. All right. So, Dylan thinks that UAB is gonna win and cover. Cover the minus eleven. Yep. Okay. Same. All right. Next game. UTSA Troy, the Duluth Trading Cure Bowl. Both teams come in at eleven and two. Ranked. This is a ranked matchup too. Twenty five versus twenty four. Uh, this is Friday twelve sixteen or the sixteenth at three o'clock on ESPN. Troy is a two point favorite. 
Dylan, who do you, who are you picking? UTSA with the upset. Ooh. Hold on one second, actually. I'm going to go to a special app of mine. Mm-hmm. It gives me lines, I'm betting. All right, yeah. So you're taking you you're taking UTSA. Yes, I am. You're taking them plus two or to win yeah. outright. Okay. Uh, the win outright, win outright. So we'll just put plus two. Um, right now Troy is getting seventy three percent of the money mm-hmm. or the bet percentage. Um, so obviously more people are leaning towards Troy. Um, Troy is ten and three ATS, while UTSA is seven and six. Um, so yeah, I mean they're pretty evenly matched. I'm gonna take Troy though. I think Troy, who blew out, who's just kind of roll steamrolled through the Sun Belt this year. Mm-hmm. I think they, um, I think they dominate. That's your opinion. I, That's your I opinion. Do. I'm gonna take them to cover. All right, we'll move on. To Saturday's games. Yes. Like we said we're just doing Friday and Saturday's games. Uh, all right, so we'll start with the Wasabi Fenway Bowl. What a name. And the what they should have called the Scott, Scott Satterfield Bowl. As uh, both teams will be on the same lineup, same sideline. And Scott Satterfield will actually be doing the opening kick or coin toss. So, yeah. just kidding. He's not. I mean, yes, he is. I don't know. Anyway, awesome. Cincy comes in 9-3, Louisville 7-5. This is Saturday, 12-17 at 11 a.m. on ESPN. Louisville is a one-point favorite. Dylan, who are you picking? I'm going to pick Louisville to win and cover. I'm going to take Cincinnati to win mm. and cover the plus one. You're taking Louisville. Yeah. I think Louisville is going to play with more emotion. They're happy their coach left. True. Um... So you're taking the minus one. Okay. All right. Next one is the SRS Distribution Las Vegas Bowl. Or Florida, the mighty Florida Gators coming in at soaring in at 6-6. We'll take on the Oregon State Beavers, who ranked 14th in the country at 9-3. This is a 2-30 kickoff on ESPN. Oregon State's a 10-point favorite. Dylan, who are you picking? I'm picking Oregon State. They're covering. Florida does, yeah, yeah. Okay. Because Florida, Florida does not have a quarterback. That's true. Who's and throwing the ball? Who's throwing? You know what I mean. The only thing I'm worried is, um, I'm gonna pull the stat here. Um, oh son of a bitch. Oh, excuse me for saying that. Um. <laughs> uh. Yeah, Beavers, you're getting 66% of the bet. Um, I will say, what concerns me, actually, not really. I mean, Florida, I feel like it's just going to run the ball the entire game. Yeah. They ranked 15th in rushing yards, but B- Oregon State's defense ranks 19th in rushing yards. So, I mean, it's. I think and Oregon State might... They're going to stuff the box. I would. Yeah, I mean, why wouldn't you? Florida, Florida's going to be playing with a quarterback who... Again, no offense to whoever this is. I guarantee this kid's probably a great guy, but no experience at all. Yep. No experience, No, barely any practice this season. He's more or less going in blind to whatever's coming at him. And we watched, and I watched that Oregon State-Oregon game. Mm-hmm. Where Oregon State 
did whatever they they ran the ball right down Oregon's throat. Yeah, and Oregon decent run game. So I will take Oregon State to cover. Yep, the minus ten. I wouldn't be surprised though if Florida keeps it close. I wouldn't. Cover. I wouldn't be surprised. But it, for now, I'm going to take yeah. Oregon State. Okay, yeah. we'll move on. To Washington State, Fresno State, both teams. Well, Washington State seven and five, nine and four. Fresno State, Fresno State one just came off winning the Mountain West. Mm-hmm. This is the Jimmy Kimmel LA Bowl presented by Stifle. Saturday, three thirty kickoff, ABC. Fresno State rolls in as a three point favorite. Who you picking? Uh, I'm picking Fresno State, but not they don't cover. I'm taking Fresno to cover. Mm. So you're going to take, let's say Fresno. I'm just going to write outright. I should just put money line, but but, uh, but Washington State to cover. Yeah. Okay. All right, perfect. We'll move on. Let's go. We're doing good. We're doing good. Rice, Southern Miss. This is a 545 kickoff on ESPN. God, I love bowl, bowl. Just it's fun, man. It's fun. The it's just a bunch of so teams fun. that don't matter, but are fun to watch. Yeah. Uh, anything happens. Uh, Five forty-five kickoff. Southern Miss rolls in as a six and a half point favorite. I may I add, as we'll just roll with the stats real quick in the end of these games. Um, Southern Miss is getting seventy-six percent of the percent of the bet. Bet the bets in, and they roll in as nine and three. AES, ATS, Rice is seven and five though. ATS. Yeah. Uh, I will add. Uh, Southern Miss is nine and one in their last ten eight against the spreads. So, yeah. they're six and a half point favorite. Who you taking? Um, I saw Rice play in person, so I'm gonna tell you right now, Southern Miss is gonna win and cover. They're gonna win big. <laughs> That's I think so too. Yeah. So we'll put USM. A A B being there did not help them win that game. So I don't know, but what else they could do, (laughs) right? (laughs) All right. So we got two more, and then we'll wrap up. SMU BYU, the New Mexico Bowl, seven thirty p.m. ABC. SMU is a five and a half point favorite. Dylan, who you taking? BYU. I'm taking BYU. I'm taking the Cougars. I just Cougars. Yeah. Taking them to cover or went out right? Went out right. Okay. I, I don't know. I feel like BYU had a tough season. It wasn't what they wanted. But I still think they're a talented team. I still think they have talent on that team, especially since everybody is like like 28 years old on their squad. So yeah, I, I, I think they beat SMU. Um, I'm just trying to look. Yeah, I mean both teams don't roll in very well against ASM. I will say yeah. SMU is four and two this year when they're favorites. Um, I'm gonna take SMU to win outright. BYU doesn't do very good. As defense does not is not very good, and mm-hmm. SMU's defense or offense is very good. So I'm gonna take SMU. I'll take them to cover. I'll take the points. I mean, is what it is. So you're gonna take BYU. All right. Yep. We'll just take the plus five and a half here, and I'll take SMU. Um. Yeah, I've seen SMU enough in shootouts where I know they can put points up on the yeah. board. I just don't think B- Baylor or BYU can do that. Fair um, enough. 
All right, final game here, and we will wrap things up. The Frisco Bowl, where North Texas and Boise State will battle it out. ESPN, 9.15 p.m. Boise State is a 10.5-point favorite. Boise State is, before we say anything, 7-6-1 and six and six, six and one. Mm-hmm. overall this year, ATS. North Texas is 7-6 and six against the spread. Both teams are pretty good. Um, Boise State has the better defense. Yeah. Um, offensively, uh, decent offense, but their defense is what they roll in with. So, yeah. who you taking? Well, I'm a, I'm a real American, so I love Boise State football. So, yeah, I got to – I, I got to – I gotta lean with the Broncos. I gotta lean with the Broncos. I would take Boise State to win. I don't know about that. Not let I don't. Know. I think. It's I don't think. I think that, it's a lot. Yeah. I, I would take. I would consider North Texas to cover. I'm gonna write that down for me. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I agree with you there. I think North Texas is gonna cover too. I actually yeah, think. That's... Yeah. No, I agree with you. I. Boise State's good, but their offense is no, especially since their quarterback's transferring. Yeah. Um. I because. Um. Yeah, like they were favorite against uh, Brit or um, Fresno in the uh, Mountain West title, and they did not play very well offensively. No. And Fresno wasn't stellar either, but they pulled away late. So uh, I had Fresno. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so we'll both we both like North Texas to cover that. So yeah, we'll keep track of this. Have it written down here. Yep. After everything, we'll kind of go through and we'll see who is the smarter person. So. Our next episode, which will be, we'll do this weekend, Friday we'll or Monday. Yeah. Friday, Friday will be the next we'll, episode because we'll because we'll do yeah. Monday through Wednesday. We can do. Mm-hmm. All right, perfect. So, I mean, that's all I got tonight. Yeah, um, me too. Crazy. Have a good bowl weekend. We've got bowl games this weekend. <laughs> finally, um, yeah. finally, football's back. So, that's all I have right now. Uh, if you have any lot of final comments. Uh, nothing else. Just excited for this. See the end of the World Cup. Um, yeah. Pulling for Argentina to do it. Mm-hmm. But um, that's it. Anything Sounds else? good. Yeah. Make sure make sure you guys like and subscribe the video. It really mm-hmm. helps us out. Like we keep saying, just yeah. get the word out. Tell your friends. Tell your family members to subscribe. It helps us out. It just get them to like, subscribe, view the videos if they want. But obviously view the videos if you because that's the main goal but you know subscribe to while you're at it yeah if you might if you're gonna watch the video even if it's for like a minute might as well just hit that subscribe button it takes half a second do that find us on spotify amazon music eventually we'll get it to have somewhere apple podcast but um yeah. we'll get it on there we're, we're, spotify we're... is our main hub right now so if yeah. you have spotify hit us up follow us um helps out a lot um because we're able to get those numbers up, means more people are going to be aware of us. So, yeah, and so we'll just keep this machine rolling. Yep. So, this is the Knowles and Dogs podcast, and uh, we'll see you guys there. Signing off. See you guys. See ya.